Okay. Welcome to another episode of Trip Report. So today I have our first female <laughs> guest joining us. Janine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So today we're going to talk about psilocybin-assisted psychotherapy. It's um, something I've been interested in for quite a while because I think psilocybin has been very beneficial to me. However, I've never used any proper you know, therapy along with it. I've just kind of been my own therapist mm-hmm. going through it. But what's interesting is that right after MDMA comes on board, psilocybin is number two, like it's ready to go. So being able to experience the underground side of the psilocybin therapy, love to pick your brain on how this all went for you. Yeah. So before we get into it, what is your previous plant medicine experience? Mm -hmm. And then why did you decide to seek psilocybin assisted psychotherapy? Yeah. Um, well, my previous experiences have been with friends who kind of pointed me in that direction, exposed me to psilocybin while I was in medical school. And for me at that time, I wasn't really looking, I don't think I was looking at it in a therapeutic sort of way, more of fun, you know, this is something to do with my friends and experience and see what it's like. And that experience was really fun. <laughs> and I loved the visuals. I felt warmth from the sun, like just noticing, tapping into my surroundings and environment more and really appreciating them. And I remember being, I'll say with you guys, um, and feeling like this connection, this bond that was deeper than going, you know, in my normal life, going about hanging out with you guys. And I also felt like I cared so much for my fellow humans that were with me in that moment. And I loved my experience. It didn't get dark for me at all. So, you know, I'd done it another time with Morgan and same kind of experience. And I think that was one gram every time. So it just made me kind of pay more attention or notice things that were deeper, very deep uh, on a human connection level and level with the earth and plants and an appreciation for plants that stayed with me after the experience. And what was your other question? What had you head in the direction of psilocybin-assisted psychotherapy? What made you seek it? Yeah, so more recently I did an assisted therapy where I was craving a higher dose, but I was too worried to do it alone. I was too afraid of being in my own head and I was worried about spiraling at a higher dose because I know it can get darker and I've had some things happen in my life in the last few years. I lost my dad to cancer and I've gone through a breakup and I was very isolated during COVID and just kind of not really thriving in my life at the moment. So I was craving something. I didn't, I'm not really huge on talk therapy, but I wanted to try to just help myself and figure some stuff out and was hoping psilocybin could assist me with that and make me see, experience that love or that connection again. So Morgan mentioned someone who does that, who she came across. So I did want, I guess, a shaman or a guide or a therapist or someone that was there to assist me. So that's kind of how I came about it recently. And I think I had my trip a month ago. Okay, yeah. so what did the protocol look like? Was there pre-introduction mm-hmm. there? How, yeah. how did that all go? Yeah, she definitely recommended that we meet at least twice and have an hour-long session discussing and preparing for the session. She was very, I, I would say, strict about that. You know, and cost-wise, I was like, oh, what? You know, why can't I just do the experience and not have all the counseling sessions? And she said, you know, this is really important, and the work after is really important, the integration part. So I have 
actually met with her once since to discuss, you know, what, what I've been working on since my experience or what has come up in my life. And then I have one more session with her, but she recommends continuing if I so choose. Um, and then there's more opportunity to do more experiences with her in the future. If it's something that she thinks I, or something that I'm craving or needing. So what kind of things did she talk about in the first pre-hour interview experience? So she asked me what my experience with psilocybin has been or what I've experienced so far, like you asked me, and what's going on in my life right now. Why am I interested? Why am I seeking it? And then she definitely set me up with uh, my expectations for what the session was going to look like. So arriving at this time, bring something cozy. Um, I'm going to feed you. I recommend you be fasted going into the session. And she also sent me emails um, with reminders of what to bring and to also to take time off the next day to recover from the experience too. So to just keep my schedule light and just practice a lot of self-care and prepare for the session. Gotcha. How did you feel going in day of session? I felt good. I felt a little nervous, but I felt ready. And I, I think that speaking with her really calmed my nerves. So those two sessions before, and she's just a wonderful person and you, her intention, you just sense that she is so well-read. Um, she cares a lot and her intention is so good that I felt taken care of before I even stepped into her apartment to, to do the experience. Yeah, I mean, and that was huge. I briefly met her at the Denver conference and just got good energy from her. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people in the space where I question why they're there and what their intention is. And she really does seem like she's there to help people and has a level of, I guess, knowledge around these substances that yeah. seems a good way to facilitate. Yeah. And she also shared that she and her partner, they grow the mushrooms in their apartment so she's literally sleeping with these things yeah. like when she goes to bed at night and so there is just so much care that she puts into it and I felt that the whole time from her and even before I got there so I felt very prepared she asked me if I'm nervous about anything and then she wanted to pause there and you know stay there and ask me more questions about that um, to really get me comfortable and um, yeah it, it really worked for me. Did she discuss dose with you previously, or did you just find out day of? Day of. So she asked me what dose I had done prior in my past experiences, and I shared that with her. But she said, okay, I'm not going to tell you what I'm giving you. I'm going to check in with you in three hours or whatever the time frame was, and I'll tell you what I gave you then. And then you can decide if you want to do more or stop there. Was it, how was it prepared? Was it tea or did you just eat the mushrooms as is? It was, so, so I had a, I was worried about fasting cause I, I'm not good at fasting. I get very hungry. So I ate a huge breakfast and I, she said before I came, you know, we can do a tea or I can make a cacao drink for you. And I was like, cacao, please. <laughs> I would love like a hot chocolate with mushrooms. So that was my first drink. And then later I ended up, when she did her check-in, I ended up taking more tea and that was just water and mushrooms at that okay. time. And then what was the protocol like? Did you immediately have eye shades on or how did you get into the experience? Did I immediately have what? Eye shades. Oh, no, I didn't immediately have eye shades. She set up a bed on the floor, very comfortable, kind of like a cocoon with blankets. And so if I did want to lay down, but for me, I felt very active in the beginning. And honestly, I just started stretching mm -hmm. and it was, a. I have to say it was a little 
different because my past experiences have been out in nature and this I'm in the middle of her apartment and it was I felt like I was being watched which is kind of what I wanted what I was paying for but I also felt a little awkward like I couldn't just let loose Mm -hmm. but I immediately I all I can remember is just going into stretching and feeling so good like oh my gosh like my body needs this so badly so I was kind of active I, I I didn't feel like laying down yet or putting eye shades on uh, was there music there wasn't music in the beginning at some point when I took more mushrooms she actually had chimes or some she had some sort of music going that she started playing and that was something she noted in the beginning you know at some point i might play music or um whatever comes up whatever i feel in that moment and for her it was like these chimes of some sort at some point i just remember that did you just say what the dose was when she did tell you what later on so yeah when so when she checked in with me and i was still in that active state i went on our balcony and i was looking at the sun in the sky and i was stretching a bunch and then she's like okay well you know it's been three hours or something i gave you three grams which surprised me because i felt like i was where i had been before um with one gram so I don't know a lot about psilocybin, but she mentioned the strain that she gave me, and I don't remember the name of it, but I don't know if it had something to do with the strain, but it didn't feel like a lot to me. It's like, really? Okay, well, yeah, I'll definitely do more then. Mm-hmm. And then, so what was the follow-on dose? She said it was 4.4. Wow. Which... To be honest, I didn't finish. I had a little bit left to go. I had like a sip left, but there was stuff that came up for me and I started to feel physically sick. So I was like, okay, I'm not taking my last sip kind of a thing. But I was surprised because that sounded like a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot. So when I check in with her in a week or so, actually I'm talking to her on Tuesday, I'll double check on the dose. Okay. Yeah. So started with the stretching and then which direction did the trip go from there? Yeah, so stretching, and then I took the tea, and at that point I came out from the balcony into her apartment. I just kept stretching, but on like a yoga mat, and I kind of got more into a seated position. And then from there, that's when I think I started to get uncomfortable. And And also something that came up for me was I noticed the sun was setting, and Before I met with her, I was like, I'd rather do this during the day. I don't really want to do it at night. And she's like, oh, well, you know, a lot of the magic happens at night. And she started lighting candles and I was like, it's starting to get darker out. And I started to kind of get really nervous and just just uncomfortable. And so at that point is when I started to get more agitated and I was like, oh, please don't spiral. And then I I physically started feeling sick, like I was going to throw up. It was all in my stomach for me. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any actual purging or was it just the nausea? I didn't. It was just the nausea and I had to kind of like support my head. Um, but that's when some of, you know, my deep concerns started coming up. And for me, it was money. So interestingly, before I decided to do the trip, I was talking to her about pricing and what her pricing was. And she offers like a sliding scale. And I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of, I'm more comfortable paying this versus like the full amount. Right. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to bring the extra in cash. Cause I want to give her the full amount. I feel like she's her intention. So good. She's put in so much effort so far. Like I want to give this to her and I have it, I can afford it. So I brought cash, put it on her table, like right when I arrived. And so interestingly, 
I saw the cash sitting there at that moment when I took more tea, a higher dose, and I started to feel physically sick. And so I started to kind of like, what came up for me was my relationship with money. And I started to feel so bad that I asked for a discount for her services. And I felt so sick to my stomach and I had to apologize to her. And I was like, where else in my life have I done this? And I don't want to be that person and ask for discounts all the time. So that was really interesting. I wasn't expecting finances to come up yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. And that's what I think is so interesting about it because you set your intentions and what you think you're going to learn and you yeah. what you're supposed to learn. Exactly. I've gone through a lot of financial stuff myself over yeah. the years trying to figure it all out. And it's it's funny because I talk <clears throat> about my ayahuasca experience. When the initial visuals kicked in, I was like, man, I just spent 500 bucks for mushrooms, like, or the equivalent of what mushrooms were. Yeah. And I was like, this did I just waste a bunch of money? But then, I mean, it was unbelievable afterwards, but then it was like after my 5-MEO experience, which was... I mean, it was a research study, so there was no money expected, but they accepted donations. Mm -hmm. If I had $10,000 in my pocket, I would have given them all 10000 Yeah. Because it was like, that's how powerful that experience was for me. And that's why that has kind of come full circle for me, hoping to practice in this field going forward, is I like the sliding scale because you don't... I don't want anybody to be prohibited from this. Yeah. But there are some people where it's like... $10,000 is nothing to them. You know, Correct. I'm not yeah. saying I expect $10,000 from anybody, but for some people, it's like, hey, I can give you this $10,000 and you can put 40 more people through this who can't afford it. And mm -hmm. I love that idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting that came up for you, um, the finance side of things. Anything else that really was that stuck out to you? That was the main thing because I felt so viscerally sick from it. And so, you know, I started to feel really bad and appall And once I started ap apologizing, I was almost like, this is like truth juice or something. Like, yeah. I have to tell her the truth. I can't afford this. I just didn't value it. That's what came up. Um, and then now I do, of course. But at the time when I was like, oh, you know, that's a lot for what you're at, you know. So I thought that was interesting. Also, I also shared this with Morgan the other day. I was wondering if the cash hadn't been sitting on the table, would that have even come up sure. for me? Yeah. I do wonder that too. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, as far as anything else that came up, I think that was the main thing. And then after that, that's when I got more stationary and kind of went inward and she helped move me into that position. And she's like, I think, you know, it might be a good time to lay down if you want. And that's when the sun was setting. And I definitely repositioned the room so that I wasn't facing the wall. That's kind of how she had it positioned first. I was like, is it okay if I turn it around so I can see the sky outside? She had this cool balcony with, and you could see the sky. And so we just like watched the clouds and the sunset. And then I started to shut my eyes and went more inward. And do you feel like, I mean, so it was, you started with some stretching, kind of took that dark turn. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it ended on a high note? Um, I, not this time. I don't think it did. Yeah, I think it, it was that dark turn. And then I did feel better after I was honest and apologized and then started to kind of try to figure out, navigate why, why that was coming up for me. She urged me to journal once I was kind of coming back to earth, so to speak, which I'm glad I did because I think a lot of what came up would have been lost kind of like a dream sometimes. And so I was glad she recommended before I came that I bring a journal and a pen and all of that. So I have everything I wrote down and definitely more came up and I reviewed my notes before I spoke with her last time. 
So I think some, some stuff, you know, came up with my family and my relationships with my sister and my mom and just overall how I can be a better person and be kind is another thing that came up for me. Just be kind, be kind as, as, as much as you can in life. And so those are the main things that I remember that I wrote down at least. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, I hear people say all the time, like mushrooms are going to save the world. And it's, it's funny. And I get like, no, it's not the case. And maybe not everybody should take them. Mm-hmm. That's the message I get all the time is just be kind, give more hugs, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. it always comes through. So it's like the people who are afraid of mushrooms, which I respect it. You know what I mean? It's very weird to go to a different yeah. form of consciousness, but it's always that like positive messages that tend to come through. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, when you ask if it ended on a high, it definitely ended on a positive note. And, um, I started crying at one point, not because I was sad because I was just so thankful for her effort. And she had like went through this whole, almost like ceremony for me. And I could tell she was talking to something higher And it was like coming through her to me. And I was just like, she is so kind. And I just started crying. (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, there's t-shirts that say, be kind. I'm like, I really feel that now. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it resonates. It resonates. I'm like, yeah, I get that now. (laughs) So, I mean, seven grams, even though they were spaced out, that's a fairly high dose. What were the visuals like for you with the eyes closed compared Mm -hmm. to previous experiences? Yeah, this time, so in previous experiences, I remember closing my eyes and it was just like a lot of colors and almost like wheels turning and just kind of weird shit that I would never think, I don't see in my day to day. I'm like, where is this coming from? And checkered patterns with colors and movement. And then sometimes it would turn more into like oranges and reds and more flower petally kind of visuals this time it was weird shit like dark kind of dark like inappropriate like cartoony type shit and um also a lot of commercial and um like sales products Interesting. it was really weird so i guess another thing i wrote down was distractions so distractions in life with social media and television and stuff like that don't get distracted is like what i wrote down is a reminder to myself. So I think that's what the visuals were for me that time. It wasn't anything Uh, pretty. It was just weird, really weird, inappropriate stuff, like sexual sometimes, and then cartoony and like ads, essentially. Interesting. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So all said and done, um, you journal. How did you feel the next day? Depleted, really tired. It also was really foggy. Like we have that marine layer right now here in Southern California. So I just felt kind of, I was starving and depleted. Like I just needed to fucking stare at a wall. (laughs) Like that's how I used to feel after like doing a long exertion when I used to be a triathlete. But this was different. This was more obviously my brain. I just felt like I had to eat a lot. Like that whole week, I just, I was telling Morgan I was eating for two people. Like mm-hmm. I just felt so depleted, tired. I just needed to rest. So I'm really grateful that she said, you know, take the day. I wish, I kind of wish she said take three days yeah. off of work. Cause I did have work. Did you sleep there or did you go home? I slept there. Um, that was something that came up too, that 
you know, setting the environment, she was like, oh yeah, you can, you can stay here, but I do recommend you get an Airbnb because she lives with her partner and they have a dog and I didn't know how small their space was. So I basically slept on the living room floor, which was fine. I was very thankful, but I was also supposed to stay at a friend's house that lives really close by, but they were in the ER. So ended up not happening. So I was like, can I just crash? I'll leave in the morning. Um, so I ended up sleeping there and yeah, I don't think I, slept very well because I was still a little energized trying to trying to get to sleep it took me a while to get to sleep and I think I was still hungry like I don't think I had enough protein she gave me a nice vegan meal but I'm just someone that needs like animal every day so I think that affected my sleep a little bit but who knows so when it ended was it a you wish the experience could keep going you think that you couldn't wait for it to end or was it perfect? I think it was perfect. I, I don't remember wishing it was all over. Honestly, when I was kind of still in my dream state, she was like doing chimes and stuff, kind of waking me back up. And I was like, fine, fine. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> so I remember being like, you know, like when your mom trying to wake you up yeah. for, for school in the morning, it was like that. I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> And then, what do you think her reasoning was to try to essentially to snap you out of it, though, instead of allowing the journey to continue? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she had a time frame, too, okay. and her partner needed sense. to come home and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, I think it would have been nice to just fall asleep yeah. after that. But she did want me to journal, actually. Yeah, yeah so I journaled after okay. that. Like, And then she wanted to feed me, too. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So all said and done, I mean, it sounds like it was a very positive experience. It was, yeah. It was positive, all said and done. I think I'm craving more, of course. This time I want to be out in nature more. I think I would feel comfortable doing it alone now. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, I think I would feel comfortable doing it alone and, yeah, hopefully prepare for it in the same ways or do it with a good friend again. Um, I think that would be what I'd want to do next. I think that's great nature with a good friend, Mm -hmm. like appropriate dose, because it does connect you to people in a way that I don't think there's any other way to achieve that bond with somebody. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that's everything I got. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, of course. Because I think this is, I'm pretty sure this is coming online really soon. I think you're going to hear a lot more people going through different protocols with psilocybin therapy and this, everybody has their own flavor of it. So um, it's interesting to hear how she runs it because hopefully a podcast I'm going to record later today is some of the more dangerous things that people are doing out Mm. there that are not good with psilocybin. So we'll see if we get into that, but Um, Yeah, thank you so much for joining me on this. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Cool. Love you guys.